I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello Broncos fans and welcome to a very special recap episode of the 2006 preliminary final of Broncos versus the uh, Canary Banks and Bulldogs. Anyway, I'm Mitch and I'm joined on the line by our good friend Simo. How you doing Simo? Yeah, pretty good. How about yourself? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. We did, um, we're recording this later than we, we wanted to. It doesn't matter because you'll hear it at the same time. We had planned on recording this on, um, on Monday this week, but we um, did about twenty five minutes of this game without without realizing we didn't hit record. That was that was good. <laughs> yeah, we watched the the worst part of this we game, did. The Bulldogs. Try. We did, and it was after that point. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this tonight because you know, like if we redid it, then it's really unnatural, like how we talk. It would have been like trying to say the things we already said. Whereas I've forgotten all that now, so perfect for us to rewatch it now and uh, record it and see how we go. Yeah, I remembered I had a couple of jokes that went down okay. A couple that didn't, so we'll, you know, we'll improve on those. <laughs> okay, don't get many second opportunities in sport, mate, but we've got some now. But um, anyway, what we're doing, we're going to essentially watch the prelim from 2006, the Broncos v. Bulldogs, the famous comeback we, we all know of now. We're going to watch that from start to finish and record while we're watching that, You know, put the commentary on a low track underneath. If you want to find the game, watch it yourself. You can find it on YouTube again now. If you just search Broncos, the Bulldogs, preliminary final or similar, you can find it. It's on YouTube there. You can watch it. So if you want to even watch it along when we start, you can do the same thing. But essentially, we're just, you know, going to give you guys some classic game content over the next few weeks. Fill out some, t- you know, and feel- do it a bit different, you know. I'm doing these on NRL Boom Rookies as well, which we planned on doing before the pandemic. But we're doing a little bit, you know, of like a breakdown and post-match game thing on boom rookies and for me i didn't want to come on to this podcast and do the exact same bloody thing <laughs> you know so we're doing a bit different we're going to rewatch games and we have neither of us have rewatched this just yet other than that 25 minutes than what we did <laughs> but i uh, have rewatched it in the past so simo but um yeah we're trying to go in fresh to you know really relive the moments and you know and just, you know hopefully we uh give you some enjoyable content if not oh well <laughs> we'll see how it goes from there yeah, well, look at us trying to do something that people want on this podcast for a change. That's it. Well, people have requested this. This game has been requested on like heat. We offered up last year doing greatest games for this podcast. We've got requested heats. We requested for boom rookies a few times. Um, anyway, before we do team list, do you remember where you were when this game happened? Uh, not really. It doesn't stick in my mind as much as the grand final does. So I just assume I was probably at home with mum and dad. I was only like fifteen at the time. So. Yeah. Yeah, probably just watching it at home with the parents. Well, I was 16, and um, my parents had just got... Well, they were going through a divorce at this time. So I was 16 when this game happened. And at that point, I refused to 
the catch up with my stepmother, ever meet my stepmother. You know, well, now she was my stepmother then. She is now. I refused to meet her because um, my parent, like my dad, went and moved in with her a couple of years, like a year or two earlier. Anyway, I'm 16. I have no money. I'm watching this game at my with my mum at my mum's place. The house I'm actually staying at right now, which is my now my dad's house. Long story. Anyway, I was watching it here. And yeah, watching it alone, half time, obviously devastated. And we go on to win. And I do the, what any selfish sixteen-year-old would do when we win this game is I like call my old man to make up to get tickets to the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, all of a sudden I'm happy for the stepmom uh, to come. Oh yeah, tickets to the grand final. Yeah, I'll meet the stepmom. Bring her along. <laughs> That's what I remember. I remember calling my dad uh, at the moment it finished, being happy and then being like. And him being stoked, I'm talking to him because I wasn't talking to him for a while there. He was so happy as well. I'm like, let's go to the grand final and yeah, use dad for tickets. <laughs> good, good kid I was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to <laughs> exactly do. Exactly right. Anyway, let's go do those team lists, mate. Do you want to rattle off the Broncos one and then I'll do the, the Bulldogs? Uh, yeah, for the Broncos, we got starting the game was Carmichael Hunt at the fullback, uh, Darius Boyd and Brent Tate on the wings. Uh, Justin Hodges and David Stagg in the centres. The halves of Darren Lockyer and Shane Perry. Front row of Shane Webke, Petro Sivanesiva and Sean Berrigan, the hooker. Second row of Sam Thide, Brad Thorne and a lock, Tony Carroll. And interchange, Corey Parker, Dane Carlo, Ben Hannon and Casey Maguire. Yeah. And uh, I'll do the Bulldogs in a second, but this is the one game, even though Hodges is wearing the one on his back, of that, of, we all know the little run that happened here. We, we threw Hodges back at fullback in round 23 we lost to the Storm in that game, but he set the run meters record in that game until two of us broke it last year. But Hodges went the fullback to at round 23. We won the next round on the trot. Lost the qualifying final to the Dragons. Thumped the Knights. But then this game, Wayne actually went back to Hunt playing fullback. So he's wearing the five on his back. But when the game kicks off, Hunt's at fullback. Stag's on the wing. Hodges at, is at left center, I think. I think. And we might, re, we might revisit that when we're watching it. I think he is. And um, anyway... And Tate, yeah, it is. And Tate and Boyd are on the other side of the field, so it's a bit of a different one. But the rest of the team is that familiar Broncos lineup. We're all we're all aware of that period there. Plus the great Champeri at halfback. Yeah, I mean, it's you look at that side like that forward pack: Webke, Sivanasiva, Thiday, Thorn, Carroll. Like that's just that's and a the bench. Right yes, there. I know he fell off the boil, but there's you know Corey Parker and off the boil. I meant Dane Carlaw and. Uh, and obviously, uh, Ben Hannon with Casey Maguire is the impact guy, but that's that period, like, yeah, Carlo isn't crash hot anymore, but that's still a bloody good bench. Yeah. You, you now, like over on that. the Bulldogs side, and the Bulldogs actually finished first, I believe, this season. Uh, let me quickly double-check there. I'm pretty sure they finished first on the ladder. They did. No, they finished second on the ladder. What am I saying? There you go. What an idiot. Anyway. So they went into the game favourites, obviously hosting it in Sydney too, and they didn't lose their uh, their prior final <laughs> like we did. <laughs> Wait, no, oh god, have I bottled this all? I've looked at the wrong team. No, whatever. Anyway, the Bulldogs line up. They, they, fullback, we have Luke Patton. On the wings, we have Hazel Mazari and Matt Utai. The centres, Andrew Emilio and Ben Roberts. And Ben Roberts playing centre is something I forgot about completely in this game. Uh,. Other than that, we've got Daniel Holdsworth and Brent Sherman in the halves. The forward pack, and Marco Mealy and Royce Atos, Tarsi are the props. Uh, Corey Hughes is at hooker. The back row is Willie Mason, Andrew Ryan, and Sonny Bill Williams at lock. An absolutely detestable back row. Uh, and the bench, Rennie Matua is the number four. Got bench for Ben Roberts there with Nate Miles, Adam Perry, and Chris Armit. 
And on, on paper, in retrospect, that side doesn't sound as strong as the Broncos side. But at this point in time, that forward pack of O'Mealy, Asatasi, Mason, Andrew Ryan, Sonny Bill, with Miles off the bench, was red hot. So they, they were going in as a probably a deserved favourite over us at this point. Yeah, I forgot Miles played for them. He's one of those people you kind of forget all the teams he's played for, but he's been around mm. a fair bit. He has, exactly right. <laughs> you forget he was a Bulldog forever. Well, not forever for a while there. Jumped around enough. Roosters and Titans and then Manly and then Storm, for Christ's sake. Mate, how about uh, one referee, mate? The good old days. Yeah, bring it back, <laughs> along with everything else. <laughs> That's it, Paul Simpkins. Mate. If, you can, well, if we can bring back Darren Lockie, I'll be pretty happy about that. The player, not the administrator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone that makes good decisions for our club back, you know, 15 years ago. That's it, mate. So this game starts with a... Webke has a good game in the grand final. But for me, the start of this game, from memory, like, that was a soft one. One of the games where he looked like, oh, he, he is getting old. <laughs> yeah, see, like, uh, we've talked about this heaps on the podcast, but, like, you just definitely appreciate it when players retire that, like, at the right time and don't push it an extra year or three. Yeah, but he did at the right time because he had a great game with the grand final, but there was this one, like, you see that a couple of the runs, he doesn't really push through contact, and he's such a guy who always, like, charges through contact through most of his career. In this game, he actually gets his hit and stops, and it's weird. I don't like it, Simo. <laughs> <laughs> don't like our best prop in the world not being the best prop in the world. <laughs> Get him, Tate. This is on Shane Wibke, too. I was just going to quickly plug another podcast. I was just chatting to someone this morning about it, but... You've listened to that Talking With TK podcast? I have a couple of times, actually. Yeah, and the um, the episode where he talks to Shane Webke, I just, oh, it was a great episode, that one. I haven't I haven't listened to the Shane Webke one, I don't think. Maybe I have, but there's... Obviously, I listened to that one based on the guest he has on. Yeah, I've only... I've just cherry-picked a few guests I've liked, and Shane Webke was one of those, but he's got some stories there about when his dad passed away and, like, when Wayne came to the funeral and all of that, and a few other stories, and he's just like... Like, things like that is why he stayed at a Bronco forever and took unders forever. Yeah. You know. Mate, there was that come up a hunt step, by the way, and there's Webke getting stopped. Immediately <laughs> 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 right after it. Uh, but, yeah, mate, like, um, they're talking with TK Podcast, and this is no shot at TK himself, but he hasn't got enough charisma for me to listen just to him. So it's got to be like, if there's a guest I like on it, I'll listen if there's a guest I like. If there's someone I don't care about, like, if there's an AFL star, I don't give a shit, I don't listen. I mean, especially too, like, there'd be some people there that I would be not interested in listening to, like, the opposite way. So you'd need a lot of charisma to swing it the other way where you'd listen to someone you're not a fan of. But, yeah, I just just pick out some people that I'm interested in and listen to those. Well, I guess it also talks to his credit as an interviewer. Like, you know, for example, if you listen to... We're taking more shots out of the podcast. Listen, Listen to a Denning Kemp podcast, right? He probably talks more than the guests every time. Yeah, but how good is Eminem, brah? That's it, man. Whereas talk, talking with TK, like, because Denon, he's not the main feature. He might think he is, but he's not. Why like, people will watch that podcast. And TK probably understands that too. Like, you know, when it's Webkey or Shane Rod- Matt Rogers on there or whoever else he's had on recently, they want to listen to the people listening for that guest, not for him. And he's quite good at, like, letting the other guys talk. Yeah, we're getting a long way off track from 2006 here, but. Joe Rogan, I reckon, is one of the best interviewers I've heard do a podcast. 
Yeah. Like, I've just had... He's, he's had some crazy guests on, like that Bob Lazar guy and some Flat Earthers and all the rest of it. And <laughs> I always just find myself... I've got, like, some questions I would want to ask that person. And he always ends up getting to them and, like, always presents the other side of the argument. I just I find him a fascinating person to listen to as an interviewer. Yeah, well, that's why he's also so popular. But he also does, like, three-hour interviews, Joe Rogan. There is one, yeah, so sometimes yeah. he gets too sidetracked. When someone, is, like, when someone else is a druggie guy, <laughs> it's like they talk about their best drug trips for an hour. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with three hours, you'll get around to most questions, so. Yeah, you will. Mate, here he is. Mate. We spoke about this last time. We'll talk about it again now. But Shane Perry, this is not a great kick. He's kicked it dead there. But when you rewatch these games, and I've rewatched the finals run a few times. I haven't watched this game for a year or two. But you rewatch this finals run, and Shane Perry is a way better halfback than you remember him being. Yeah, it's just that thing we've mentioned this before too, where people are, people don't want good players. They either want the best or you're not worth it. And he's just one of those players that he was a good player and he filled a hole in our team that we needed. It was just, yeah. you know, We'd right place, right time, yeah. and it was perfect for us. What I'd love to do in the last couple of years is the post-Ben Hunt, like, couple of years of experience halfback. You know, he's decent defensively, you know, does his job as a first receiver when required, but his kicking game is pretty good, and his kick chase is pretty good too. And that... that and when you watch the grand final again, we might do that as well. We might do all the grand finals again. When you watch the grand final again, one of the main, the main things I noticed was Shane Perry finding grass on like most of his kicks. <laughs> I mean, if he played rugby league now, he'd be in the origin side. <laughs> he would be. Yeah, here's this weird shape they've got now. They've got Stags defending at centre, Hodges defending on left wing. That was a pass off the ground by Sonny Bill, by the way. That's a penalty. But yeah, Hodges defending on left wing, Hunt's at fullback. It's a weird shape, but you know, it was like things were just working for us at this point in time. I'm not going to criticise them. <laughs> Sonny Bill is looking young. He is, but I still hated him. I always hated Sonny Bill Hay. It was just one of those guys. Him and Willie, I always hated Willie Mason as well. Yeah, I hated Willie a lot more than Sonny Bill. Yeah, I mean, Will, I mean, Willie is a dickhead. He probably admitted himself. He's still a dickhead. He also he played up. He played up the, the you know the heel role to Sonny. Uh, sorry, Willie. Yeah, and I guess those are the players that the, the game needs. I hated Sonny Bill because he's probably a bit more of a heel than what he lets on to be. You know, publicly. <laughs> oh, ball playing Shane. <laughs> Ball played back to Berrigan, where it goes now to Perry. He shows it to Thorne, goes to Lockyer, then it goes out and away oh, from Carmichael yeah. Hunt. The ball is now with Justin Hodges. Hodges going through. Go on, Hodges. Mate. Yeah, Tony Carroll dropping. But that's one of those Hodges runs, and this is his whole career we're made of. Those awkward weird runs that don't look good, and then something good just happens. <laughs> it's like he just waddles across field. And then just whatever, two little steps and an offload and something happens, eh? Love Hodges. He was just always one of those people, so hard to tackle somehow. Mm. Mate, and I've been watching a lot of that 2010 to 2012 era Broncos recently. And in 2012, I think it is, it's just like, he's always been a good dummy half runner, but 2012 was that time he's just taking the piss. Everyone, he, everyone knows he's going to go from dummy half. He knows it. 
and it doesn't matter, they can't stop it. He's getting 10 metres or getting an offload and something's on. Carroll. Now, interesting, Simone, to notice that Tony Carroll's on the other side of the field than Darren Lockyer. And what I heard is Tony Carroll is all Lockyer ever had. He did all of his tackling and everything for him, I heard. Are you telling me that some people that never watched the Broncos are going off their memory from 15 years ago and they're wrong? Yeah, from like two Origin games, yeah. <laughs> there we go. And they're stag on the wing and offense. God, what a team. <laughs> That's a good hit by Webke. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Oh, there we go. There's Lockyer next to Tony. Tony couldn't save him then, mate. <laughs> he <was the> <laughs> monstered. He did by bloody Daniel Holdsworth. This is also the era of rugby league, by the way. Like People think, like... Because, again, it's just all memory, but they think um, there was, like, ball-playing locks still around this time. It's like, if you, yeah. well, if you have a look, actually, you've got Brad Thorne's wearing 12 on his back, but he's playing in the middle. Tony Carroll's playing on the wide edge, and Sam Thiday's playing on the left edge. You know, they're just playing, like, now with different jersey numbers on. Oh, come on, Shane. Oh, <laughs> so soft. <laughs> There's one of those 2006 finals soft calls for us. It is. Yeah. So if you're not watching it now, Berrigan runs behind the runs behind a man and scores here. And Brad Thorne just stops. He just runs like. Oh my straight. god. Yeah. <laughs> He runs straight behind Thorne, and Thorne obstructs two guys. They they neither of them milk it. If either of them actually lent into him, it's a penalty. But I think, like, today, that wouldn't even get sent upstairs. I think the on-field would just call that. Like, it's that obvious. Yeah, because he stopped in the line. Yeah, if Andrew Ryan just smashes Thorne there, it's a penalty. If Patton hits Thorne, it's a penalty. But instead, they just, like, let it happen. And then Ryan kind of points it. (laughs) Like, hey, could you maybe check this? (laughs) How good's one ref? <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is why Jamie Sauer, the milkman, became a thing, mate. When he did that in that game against, uh, was it Bulldogs-Dragons, and the Bulldogs scored a try in the last, like, five seconds, and, and Sauer milked it. That's what changed it. People started actually uh, milking those things. That's not it. I mean... You'll take the try, but Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm happy here to talk trash about Jamie Soward for milking it, but I'd definitely be doing the same. Like, if you know you can milk a penalty and always, a try, I'd be doing it. Milk a win, baby. That's what Jamie, that's what Jamie said. <laughs> you know? Brad Thorne can't disappear in the Oh, man. He didn't really try to interfere. Ivan Henjak, the trainer. <laughs> there he is. He's come off Mattress King. <laughs> He's got the field. Just finished his shift at the BWS. (laughs) Oh, wow. I love these other commentators. It doesn't matter whatever area you listen to. The video ref is wrong or something's wrong. (laughs) Yeah. 
they've got the wrong. They think Andrew Ryan was was fine then. That that you know they they blaming him for not making the tackle. But he, but he wasn't playing in the centres defensively yet, Matty Johns. Good old Matty on the sideline. I think we just got a clip off there, Matty Johns praising Wayne Bennett because that's not happened for years. <laughs> he's been calling him Finnish since he's been in the media, hasn't he? Yeah, see, there's Webby getting stopped instantly again. <laughs> Every run, he's getting folded. Got to get those kickoff meters. He does. But, um... Yeah, it's Matty Johns on the sideline in his suit that's 15 sizes too big and his greasy hair. It's, just, it's one of the great mid-thousands things. It's so, like, yeah. Yeah, Shannon Noel. <laughs> that, that hair. It is. Tell you what, though, I don't think enough people talk about how good Brad Thorne was. Yeah, he, like, he kind of got it like right after he left league, and then he went and won a million things in Union, and people cared for like a year, but no one, yeah, he just got forgotten after the second stint. Like, just between his, he's played Origin, he played for Australia in rugby league, didn't he? And yeah. he's played, obviously, the All Blacks for Union. He just like, and he just won everywhere he went. Like, he was just one of those people, it didn't matter where they went, they won things. Yeah. And it just like, just never gets a mention. That's it. He's like a better version of better version of Sonny Bill Williams. And he did that thing. If everyone remembers or not, when he went uh, went to New Zealand, he turned down playing for the All Blacks the first year he went there because he didn't think he deserved it. Oh, that's a good ball and from Amelia to Asatasi. And bloody Daniel Holdsworth. Yep. Well, this was about where we got up to last time, so it's all. It's all pretty much fresh stuff from here now. The funny thing is, Simone, that you probably have the same feeling. This is not. This is how I know I have a problem. I know we win this game, and that try happens, still and I'm mad. still like, I'm still angry. I'm like, come on, boys! Like <laughs> Daniel Holdsworth, I still a pit in my stomach. Like, ugh. Especially because you know it's coming, so you know where the player should be to stop it. Yeah, that's it. That's so easy. <laughs> You're like, why weren't you there? <laughs> but it's a nice short ball from Marco Mili to Asatasi. And then a couple of years, and O'Mealy was good. And then Daniel Holdsworth, was, uh, he was okay for a couple of years too. Behind that pack, obviously. Yeah, I think that pack would make me look pretty good at halves, though. That's it, mate. Filthy. Oh, Tony Carroll's supposed to protect Darren Lockyer, not miss tackles. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Tony? What are you doing, Tony? I heard you were the one who saved Delocchi's defence, not missed the tackles. Uh, it's a good ball, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, Hazen. How weird having Vossi on the sideline too. Yeah. These guys are about 17 million bucks between them as broadcasters now. Like Vossi, your head caller at Fox, Maddie's 10 shows, Gus and Rabs. Maddie Johns is like the number one person paid by Fox at this point. He's like, you said every ad, he's like the main person front and centre. He's got a million shows, as you said. Yeah, I, he's got to be like. 
the highest paid there. Okay, now there we are. Now Berrigan's defending in the centres and Stag in the middle. And this is um, this is the stuff you start realising when like Wayne caught this lightning in a bottle. And it was just like probably something he dropped like a day in the afternoon, wackily at training to put like Stag at centre, but make him defend in the middle and Berrigan to play centre defensively and attack at hooker because like it never happens. But yeah, just. He just threw this line together one day and it just worked, hey. It only worked for about eight weeks, but that's all that bloody matters. <laughs> so you need, that run in the finals. Yeah. It had me, though, this, this run, and we'll get it in the second half. We don't really get much of it in the first half here, but, like, this run had me for the whole, my whole life wanting Hodges to play fullback, except for the period when Carmichael Hunt obviously was there, even though he's there now. But when Hunt left, I was so shitty that, like, we tried Josh Hoffman there. <laughs> I didn't care that Hodges was so slow by that point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously you'd need his legs to be able to stand up to it, but and I always said similar about playing Inglis at fullback over playing him at centre. Like when you've got a player that's that good, if they can handle it, like you want them to have the ball as much as possible. And yeah, I'd much rather Hodges be touching the ball double as much as Josh Hoffman. Yeah, and I'd much rather Inglis be touching the ball over like whoever they had there. Yeah, you know. Tate looks likely every time he touches the ball, eh? Just the way he runs. You just get excited whenever he gets it. And also on that uh, Hodges stuff, was it 2013 or 2014 he got like five games at fullback again? He still set tries up. Doesn't matter, he could barely move. <laughs> yeah. He, he wasn't looking as young as he does here, though. Like, he's definitely... No. Like 38 more hamstring injuries by that point. Yeah, and his Achilles in 2010. Oh. <laughs> I mean, this is a terrible instruction. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not much worse than the first one. <laughs> the players wouldn't even run into that gap anymore, hey? They'd just stop. Yeah, you would, you'd stop your run and go back the other way. It's bloody Tony Carroll again, mate. <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst. The first one was worse, but... Yeah, but someone went into Carroll, The first one was worse. If Carroll took, like, four more steps, though, and just went straight through the line, he's, like... He'd be through the line by the time Lockie ran there. Yeah, the first one's worse, but there's more contact than this one. Obviously, it's no try. But, um, you know, um, these are the things that, again, you know that these days, if someone even gets close to doing that, they just stop. They just hit the, they just hit the deck. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Tough start for Tony. It looks worse because that centre rushed up into yeah, the middle of nowhere. A whole worse with off. Well, luckily they've got Ben Roberts slotting to the halves, and then uh, you just pop Matua in the centres. Corey Hughes. It, imagine giving this pack that bloody hooker, though. Corey Hughes. Yeah. Imagine if there was, like, just, just a, like, above-average hooker in, yeah, on this pack. <laughs> Mate, there's Sonic Shane Perry taking Sonic Bill one on one. Don't you worry. There's got Nate Miles on early too. You forget with those extra subs, the twelve subs back then. There's some really there's subs that just didn't need to happen. And what I've been watching some replays again recently, 
Take the second roll, just have like a five minute rest for no reason. <laughs> they don't need yeah. them, but. Like, it, was, it seemed like not many, like when they cut down from 12 to 8 and that, like it seemed. Oh, you gotta be real careful, but yeah, like. When you go back the other way, 12 is a lot. It is. It's like Sam Thayer for like 72 minutes every week. Because you needed that eight minute rest. See, <laughs> <laughs> so there he is again, Hodges. Oh. But mate, there it is again, that awkward Hodges running. It's just it's always on. The problem is with his left ankle, and yes, it is in the collision, but he finds himself in trouble. You've got to say his body language coming off oh. looked terrible. He looked a good, good effort, Tony hurting Holdsworth there. Just obviously wouldn't want Holdsworth to injure Lockie, so just, you know, <laughs> taking him out. <laughs> Job of a bodyguard. A <laughs> great bodyguard. But yeah, geez, that's again those awkward Hodges runs. When he has a bit more pace at this point too, that weird waddle across field is so dangerous. Oh god, that's a lovely rat's tail by Ben Roberts there, by the way. Real classy number. That's a that's a very mid two thousands thing too, the rat's tail. It is. It had its time. Oh, mate, shifty Sherwin. And there's Shane Perry, mate. Just you just can just rely on Shane Perry to be in the right place at the right time. Safe as a bank. Yeah, God, it's a good kick though. Mate, great commentary from Phil Gould. The Bulldogs should either score their points by going through the Broncos or kicking. Great stuff from Phil Gould. <laughs> I really think the Bulldogs should score some points here. That would benefit their game. It would. <laughs> How funny, like, jerseys too that are like... Like, Corey Hughes there looks like he's... Jersey size is about four too big. Yeah. <laughs> the Broncos ones aren't too big, hey, but the Bulldogs are huge. Some of the Bulldogs ones, but you go back two more years, like to 2004, and it's just another whole level again as well. And there you go, there's Corey Parker's on our first sub. Slender Corey. That's a quick play the ball. Oh, sir. Knock on to yeah. Well, he's going up to have a look if there's a knock on. Now, I think Willie Mason have tried to pass this. We cannot rule on a forward pass upstairs. This bloody rule again. This bloody no forward pass rule. He's released from his grip. I think he's desperately trying to pass the football. No risk. God. That's a knock on every day. Going forward. Throw it 20 yards forward if the referee doesn't want to pick it up. But they cannot rule that a knock on. They cannot rule it a knock-on, and he cannot rule it a full Gus. pass. He passed it. He didn't knock it on. Video oh my God! Rule a forward pass. I think it's gone backwards. Yeah, but I do too. no, it hasn't, Gus. It hasn't gone backwards. <laughs> this looks backwards from that angle. The other angles, it all looks forward. And position it so it could go backwards. Yeah, that's gone. Actually, it is, looks backwards that way too. 
Oh, well. If say we've made another result of this game, I'm still mad. <laughs> See, it's just a bit like they're looking at all the angles of this to see if it went back or forwards. If that happens in the middle of the field, it's a knock-on. Yeah. Like, and no one thinks about it. You just knock on and that's it. That, that was danger, that play there from the previous play. The ball was too quick. And the fucking Willie Mason went over. Was it Brad Thorne? He went over there. But again, this is the era of time. I never, I never once had any doubt the Broncos were in a game down by one or two scores. So this is whatever. 10 6, you're like, yeah, whatever. 12 6, whatever. I mean, that was all the way through to when Lockie retired. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just started losing games the other way. <laughs> yeah, we'd be up 22 0 against the Sharks who haven't scored a try in two months. Mm. So I rewatched, uh, was it 2012 round 10? It was one of two games Norman and Hunt played in the halves together. They did it in round seven. They did it, and they, we killed the, the Raiders. The, the, the game camp did his knee in. Anyway, round 10, we play Manly. And you'll remember this game. because It was the game that Corey Parker missed the first four conversions. Like, two of them were, like, next to the post. And we lost scoring more tries. And we lost in the last, like, pass of the game. And then it became, like, a thing that just happened from that point on for the next, like, two years. It just happened. Parker missed easy kicks and we lost in the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I remember it happened at Warriors once too, more recently, but just when we had Kahu there that could have been kicking and Parker was just kicking and missed the whole head. That's it, mate. And then even in that game we played the Raiders again, he missed two next to the sticks. But then we played, we beat the Knights 50-24, to and of course in that game Parker couldn't miss. <laughs> but the games we needed him. <laughs> They go for the penalty up the short side. That'll be Utah. Get him, Corey. He's on there now. That was one of the um, early frustrations of this podcast, eh? Hey? Corey Parker's goal kicking in our history. Yeah. Uh, especially when, like, Kahu was just so clearly the superior kicker. Yeah, he was. And it's like, why? Like, yeah, no. Obviously, he wanted that record. People wonder why I overvalue Sarko's goal kicking. It's because I remember Corey Parker's goal kicking. I don't want a part timer. Very, very hot seat. Mate, David Staggs taking yardage runs, not going great. <laughs> Just got folded. <laughs> Gee. They really are on top of us, hey, in this first half. Like, it's, I know we scored, but like, they're winning. To me, they're winning the contact battle. Like, they're, they're putting our guys down pretty easily. We look okay when we spread the ball, but oh, Jesus! Oh. Sean Berrigan never did that. I don't remember this happening ever. <laughs> suspect there could even be some ligament damage. I mean, that's a very early diagnosis. But Daniel Holdsworth looks like he won't be back tonight, which is a little bit shades of round 24. With the ball Mate, how good are these ads too? Flashbeer.com.au. Is, is that still a product? <laughs> I'm getting it on my phone. I remember, like, um, there's always a lot of interesting things, like, when you go back. I, I remember I watched an Origin game, re-watched an Origin game a bit back, and it was, like, all about get your 3D TV from Harvey Norman <laughs> and like you know watch Origin in oh 3D oh my god remember that was supposed to be a thing <laughs> and remember curved TV screens they were a thing for like a year yeah. 
They're actually good, hey, but it was like, why was the answer? You have to sit in the right spot of the room. Yeah, and then um, I think at the start of this one, the start of the, this clip was the text in your man of the match. Yeah. That was the thing for a while. So uh, flashbeer.com.au does exist, but it was last updated in 2013, and it doesn't look like anything you'd think it'd look like. It's not about beer. <laughs> yeah, I think if you had that website today, it would be like a beer delivery exactly right. system, like an Uber Eats for That's beer. what I was thinking. Did we see this ad? I thought, man, is this the first person who wanted to deliver stuff? Like Jimmy Brings. Maybe they were a pioneer. They're not a pioneer. For some teams, it might be a 50-50 decision whether or not you'll take the two points. Andrew Ryan's got the luxury of saying to Hasm, we'll take two, thank you very kindly. Cowards taking the two. I thought only Wayne Bennett did that. Bennett ball. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they had the advantage, they shouldn't have taken the two. Fuck off. Marco Mealy, he loves a, like, a short little pass like that. Eh? Like, I don't remember him doing that so much. Yeah, he's one of the ones on rewatch. He does it a lot more than you expect, hey? Yeah. You heard Matty John say that Berrigan's playing hooker but defending out wide. Well, you can't hide your smallest bloke from the biggest bloke in the opposition. And Sonny Bill's hunting... God, I hate Gus Gould. The other commentator's actually okay at this point in time. I don't like any of them anymore now. But, like, Sterling's actually okay at this point in time. But I can never cop Gus. Hates the Broncos. Yeah, he just... Gus is just, like, he's... He's made his mind up two decades ago, and he'll, he'll never change it. It just, you know... He thinks what he thinks, and he thinks he's the smartest person in the room. That's it, mate. He was just pro them taking the two then, but he hammers it pretty much any other time ever. <laughs> he's like if Anthony Seabold just became a commentator. He just, he's got all his stuff, and he's the smartest bloke, and no one else could understand the level he thinks on. Oh, here we go. Now, he's Matty John's been the shit-take merchant he's always been. After this, earlier, his last cut-in, he was praising Wayne for defending Berrigan in the centres. Just now, he just shat on it. He's like, mate, I'd be thinking about putting him back in at marker to hide him from Sonny Bill. It's like, mate, Sonny Bill isn't playing in the goddamn centres. He ran over him once by accident there. <laughs> They're not hiding Sean Berrigan. Sean Berrigan is a good player. <laughs> he also, like, Berrigan played in the centres Yes, they're not hiding him. <laughs> it's not like, yeah. It's a sign of frustration. It's a sign of urgency. Oh, trying to stop the go forward from the opposition. Cheating inside the 10. These are the, the 3D TVs, that was one of the things everyone who ever tried 3D technology was like, well, this is not actually better than watching it on a like, flat. No, I, I watched one movie in 3D. It might have been... No, it was, I think it was like Percy Jackson Lightning Thief mm. in 3D. Um, and I just, it's just like annoying. You just got to wear glasses. And it's like, yeah, cool. It doesn't even look that great. So I just, I was out on 3D technology very early. Yeah, that's it. Like I saw movies and I hated it. Yeah, I got forced to seeing it in a lot of movies. Obviously, I go to the movies often, but like, it didn't make anything better. But then for things like sports and stuff, like it only works in movies when they make things pop off the screen. There's no reason for it in sports. No one's coming at you ever. You know? Yeah. God, we really are shot to pieces, hey, in this first half. <laughs> it is rolling upfield with no worries. Yeah, it's not It's not great. Oh. And there it is. <sighs> 
again. Well, on on the plus side, we know they don't score again. We do know that, <laughs> and that's so. I don't blame Boyd much there. He looks upset. He's 18 at this point. I mean, Matt Utah's got probably the lowest center of gravity a human's ever had. He's just going to run over him. I don't think there's much Boyd could really do there. That's it. And you know, nice, good, clean play of the ball again. And they had num- they had numbers here. Oh, never had yeah, a chance. Not, not really a whole heap you can do there. But yeah, they had the, such a roll on. This is one of those games they probably have the shits when actually they're... Even though like Willie Mason, we know, feeds the Broncos at half-time. With the roll they've had here, they've got 20 points, but they probably want more. <laughs> yeah, well, they got 20 points, obviously. I think there's like 14 minutes left in this half. They should have got another one or two. Mm. Bloody Matt Utai. I just didn't like so much of this team. I didn't, I didn't hate Matt Utai, but I didn't like him. I didn't like Hazem either. It's definitely an easy team to hate, this one. was. I mean, they always are when they're good because, we, like, again, people, yeah, not, they don't get mentioned in the worst fan conversations anymore because they're not vocal right now. But when they're even remotely competitive, they're by far the worst fan base in NRL and it's not even close. Oh, apart from the Sharks, yeah, sure. Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Sharks are pretty bad and they're in, we, the ones we know are annoying or whatever, but, you know, they've ne- never been, like, try to tear the referee's head off from the grandstand bad. Um, yeah, no, that's true. I... I can't remember if I've told you this. Did I ever tell you the story about the bartender at Magic Round with the sh- about the Sharks fan? You you have told it, but tell it again. Um, yeah, you know, this was a full on the Friday night at Magic Round, so I missed the Thursday night game, which was obviously ta- uh, Titan Sharks. Mm. And um, so we're at this one bar, and there's a whole heap of us there. I think. Harry was there and Campo and a few of the rest of us and um, I'd gone in a few times and got chatting to the, the guy behind the bar and then I was like oh I got a phone charger can you like plug this in so you know I was chatting to him for a bit and charging my phone and I was like oh you know sorry about you know all the drunken people that are going to be around this weekend he goes oh no it's not that bad he goes it's, it's character building I was like yeah, no, I, I shouldn't be too bad. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll be out of here before I get too drunk, mate. And he goes, no, nah, you'll be right. He goes, Sharks fans. He goes, they're the worst fans out of everybody. He goes, I hate Sharks fans. And I was like, oh, mate, we can be friends. <laughs> oh, God. They're, so they're still rolling here, but Ben Roberts has a crack at a selfish 40-20. Oh, God, did he get, did he get it? He got it. Jesus, that's some young man play from Darius Boyd that I hate. Yeah, like, he's, he's just watching that. That's, that's like Corey Oates level stuff right there. It was, but it's like... What do you think he's trying to do, Darb? He's obviously trying to do a 40-20, he just watches it. Oh, man. I thought it was a bad kick on left his boots. What do I know? Outside of 40-20, sir. I mean, it's hard to tell. It is hard to tell. Just rule a 40-20 and get on with it. Just rule a 40-20 and get on with it. Thanks, Gus. 
always impartial, but oh, I probably yeah. would have given that a 40-20. <laughs> yeah. Benefit of that goes to the kicking team, mate, or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just another one of the... It's like the Corey Oates one the other day, mate. Just stand out and touch the ball. I know. Well, how have we has not figured that out still en masse? <laughs> how is Blake Ferguson the only one who knows that rule? Him. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the only one that's read the rule book. <laughs> But he had a lot of time there, two years there to do it. Hoppawati had two years out. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> the only outside backs that know the rule book is him and Hoppawati because they it. both had two years out. That was dangerous there, but Luke Patton just throws it straight to Hodges. I was thinking there, how do they not score here again because the momentum's rolling? Well, there, that's it. <laughs> yes, all day. Penalty. yep. Max Corey Hughes. Oh, that's a Chris Armit. There's Willie. Oh, the penalty was here. Yeah. On your pattern. He just called Carmichael Hunt the young Kiwi international. Yeah, well, you know. It's. What do you expect? <laughs> Did he, did he play for the Kiwis? Not in... Not in the main team. He was just yeah. he was just a Kiwi. Yeah, that's it. So he's calling... He played for Australia this year. And I was confused. Like, has he played something for the Kiwis before that? Like, under-18s or something? I don't know. But, yeah, I'm trying to think where he would have got that from. But, no, he played for Australia this year. So the young... Yeah, he's, he's just a Kiwi. That's yes. like... And he's just called him a Kiwi international. Yes, he's a Kiwi and he's an international. <laughs> <laughs> First round. He's a Kiwi and he has travelled internationally to <laughs> Brisbane. Yeah. He gave it too early, Carmichael. Rare. Tackled nine metres out from the line. Carmichael Hunt waiting at acting hard. He goes to the left to Lockyer. Lockyer goes wide to the middle of the ground for Parker. Parker stands in the tackle, gets it to Perry. Perry gets it back to Hodges. Hodges running almost into Carlaw. And is tackled nine metres out from the Canterbury line. Berrigan then. Berrigan, who got himself a try early in the game. No, no, it's not very well shaped. Not a bad pass in the end, though. There's been some dumb knock-ons from us in this game on at wide on the edges. That one or Tony Carroll one just sticking your hands at it. Yeah, I mean they knocked straight back on after the Tony Carroll one, but that didn't yeah. really cost us. But that one should have been taken. Yeah, but then he just whacked it. One of those dumb knock-ons. He just you don't know what. He obviously he knew the moment he did it. He's like, why did I do that? But <laughs> yeah, I mean, just leave it if you can't reach it. Yeah. But the Bulldogs are actually hanging back a little bit, letting them roll through their plays, and the Broncos haven't worked out what to do about it. Field goal's full of shit right now. He's trying to say that they they haven't gone up in. It's like, mate, there's been space on the edge. We keep dropping the ball. They have come in. <laughs> oh, look at that tackle from Lockie. <laughs> yeah, mate. Where was Tony Carroll to be seen? Nowhere. Oh, that's no. a penalty. No, Armit's lost that. How is Chris Armit still playing first grade for this Bulldogs team? It's a charity thing or something. Oh, we need a captain's challenge right there. You see Sterlow's called for that to be scrapped. Already? Well, it won't last. 
He said, um, I just uh, quickly browsed the article. It was like teams are using it to slow down the game deliberately or something. And it's like, well. What a shock. Like, all the times I've seen it be challenged is after they knock the ball on. So, like, it's not really. That's not really the time you want to slow the game down. But, uh. It was never. It, I actually enjoy it more than I thought I would because it it's actually proving how right the referee is most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about making a Twitter account of like and keeping tally of it, but I was like, yeah. "A, I'm just way too lazy for that." And after like three games, it was like, "This is just front rowers convincing their captains that they didn't knock the ball on, and then they did." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But mate, it's you know, well, luckily it's for like a ten round season, you can record those easily. Don't you worry. Nah, way too lazy. God, they really should have kicked a field goal or something in this set. Look at matters now. Good effort, Hodges. It's gone over the dead ball line off Brisbane. So it's another line dropout. That's why his nickname's Shifty. That's a clever kick. And Justin Hodges did very well to get back and deny Hazamel mm. Masri. The big hand pushing it dead. This is how Brent Sherwin tormented. Canberra two weeks ago. wasn't an athlete. He was the guy who kicked the ball well. <laughs> Didn't just, get there first. Just, he was just a guy, yeah. Yeah. You'd never get away with it now, just having, like, uh, essentially a professional goal kicker. Mate, Hazem and Matt Utah would not be a wing combination now. Not at all. Yeah. And hasn't took a lot of intercepts, but it's because he was such show shit defensively, he tried to take an intercept almost every time someone ran at him. <laughs> like, he just shot up. There he is, the fucking yeah, Get him, Carlo. Oh. Mate, Hodges has stopped like three tries in this game so far. <laughs> Oh, dangerous run from Hazem. Oh, Shane Perry taking on, picking up Willie Mason just then. <laughs> People have, like, the discussion on sports and they get like, oh, you know, back in the 90s was the best. And my point of view always in, like, all sport is, like, current modern-day athletes would just smash, like, you know, athletes from 30 years ago. Yeah. But And then you even think, oh, probably even, like, you know, say 10, 15 years ago, it'd probably be fairly close. But half the blokes on these teams, like, some of these Bulldogs players would not make first-grade sides today. Mate, Chris Armand at Corey Hughes... Uh, Matt Hazemel, Matt Utai, they had Adam Perry as well. Like none of those guys are first grade footballers now. Yeah, and like this is only going back fourteen years. Yeah. So you like, yeah. I mean, you can enjoy watching nineties football. You know, they throw the ball around; it's exciting. But it's definitely not. Yeah, that's like, athletes nice. like we have today. Good effort, Lockie. That's one thing people get wrong. I enjoy watching old games, right? But I'm never out there trying to say they're better than now. People have that weird connection of they can they can't enjoy something without also saying it's better or their the athletes are better. It's like no, uh, that football can be more draw because the play, athletes are worse because the good players stand out more. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, mate, there's Hodge out of dummy half. There's a good ten meters for you. <laughs> no worries. Oh, he got the markers, not square. He did. 
Good on you, Willie. About to feed us up the tunnel. They're going to find their focus, but remember, they do have Darren Lockyer. Remember the Origin 3 this year, boys. Yes, on you, Matty. I'm back on Matty Johns now. I do remember Origin 3 this year. <laughs> I've remembered it every year since, so. Uh, we're so ready for half time, hey? We look gassed. Yeah, at this point, you just got to hold out the set. That's what they're doing, eh? Look like that. Look like they're doing that thing. We're trying to waste the last minute of the game when they're winning by 20. But instead, we're down by 14. They're just gassed. Oh, Jesus. Oh, we should have hidden Berrigan on the edge. <laughs> yeah, look, Hodges, I love your work, but probably not that. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm the third, too. Kick himself in shape, yeah, the, so I just want half time. That's, uh... Yeah, you'd feel that one tomorrow. Oh, God. Here we go, half time. Now, can we see him feeding Broncos out yeah. on the field? So 20 points to six is the half Feel that footage should be prime. No, none of Not to be. I'm going to come back out at least. Now, if you guys don't know, somehow you missed it, but um, Willie Mason is feeding the guys going down the tunnel here. Things across the line of like we're going to the grand final, that kind of shit, giving it to Brisbane. There's, few, there's a few recounts of players who were there that day, but essentially a lot of them credit that to why they won the game. <laughs> like, really just feeding them on the way out the tunnel, and it motivated them all. Yeah, I mean, it's... You, you want to be careful saying that in the prelim, you know, half, half a game of footy to go. It's, it's, again, 14 points isn't that many points. <laughs> like, you went up by 26, mate. This, is this the original, like... Up by 14, too confident, and lose it, come back down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not quite a 14-0 dickhead because, you know, 20 to 6, but, yeah. you know. But, mate, what are you doing? Now, this is this is like when you say, like, in soccer, 2-0 is the the most unsafe lead you can have because, like, you get one, you got the momentum, you know. Like, in rugby league, you see a lot of times, you know, the 14-point lead does disappear pretty quickly. It's kind of like because you think you're up by more than two scores, but it doesn't really feel like more than two scores, kind of thing. Anyway, but yeah, as we know now, I believe Hodges is back at fullback from the kickoff here. And he was just in the middle of the field doing, the, doing dapping up. He was dapping up Tony and, uh, and Dazza, so he's, he's confident. And it is a sea of silence here in that's a very happy crowd at the moment, which is fairly obvious. Well, Canterbury's record here in recent times is good, not so for Brisbane. They've won only five of their last ten games. See that guy was the ground announcer still back then? So the Brisbane yeah. God, he's been there forever, hey. They run from right to left to the second Yeah, there you go, Hunt's on the left wing. Is it to be their final 40 minutes of football for 2006? So Hodges back at fullback. Chris Armitz, 15 metres away from his own line. In jumper number 16 is Armitz to the 20 metre line. Then on the second tackle of the second half. Ball played back there by Nate Miles and it's away to Mason. And Mason has his legs taken from underneath him by uh, the diminutive Shane Perry. Talking of Perry, here's another one of them. His name is Adam. 
and he does a fine job but uh, Hooker deputising when he does come on for Corey Hughes who I guess is regarded as the number one number Bloody nine hell. in the club the hooking today. options being Adam Perry and Corey Hughes what a, what a duo and he drives it down <laughs> I think I was bloody confusing. Oh, here we go. Mate, look at that. Hodges at fullback. Stag makes two metres. That's just followed him. <laughs> Miles, uh, Adam Perry, and Sonny Bill just all lo- saw him and lined him up. He's eight metres short of halfway. Fourth tackle down, seven receiver with both knees. The right knee particularly heavily strapped. His good run. It is from Tony. A couple of typical Tony Carroll crunching tackles in that first half. The ball goes from Perry's right foot and shit kick chain. The diaries only yeah. shout. It's only has them yet. Line him up, boys. He's got eight of them so far. Twelve meters out from his own line, where he was met down there by Corey Parker and Dane Carlaw. This is Emilio with the ball. He must do better than that, Shane Perry. You just can't kick the football down to the winger on the full. There we go. Like the fact the chase mm. was good, no pressure. So his kicking game was good in the game that mattered. <laughs> well, this mattered as well, but the big dance. Oh, I could hear Petro and Tony. Jesus Christ, Andrew Ryan. <laughs> Why would he not just dive on that? Then I guess, wrapping them. This is... um. Sidetrack. You see, I saw someone the other day had a clip of Ben Iken, and he was saying that football clubs should budget the benefits of winning a grand final every five years because that's the plan. Like that's the idea is to win a grand final. Ah, uh, yes. So that's why the, the, how they're having you got NRL for not budgeting right, and that's their ideas. <laughs> and it was like, um, you know, there's 16 teams, right? And only one can win every year. Like, yeah. and also, we can't all budget to win every five years. And also, you know, the Roosters want to win more than once every five years. Handy little run by Lockyer, but support's not great. That was a classic Darren Lockyer on fifth, but there wasn't enough support there for him. Yeah. It wasn't a bad set, though, towards the end of it. Hodges had a good little run. A bit more energy. I can sense a comeback. I love how Gus is loving how the Bulldogs are playing. Yes, has and there's your three metres, you coward. There'll be a comment here soon that the Broncos look gassed and out on their feet, hands on heads. Yeah. Could throw a picnic rug over them. <laughs> Our line speed's much better now. Yeah. This is it, isn't it? Yeah, this is the one. Oh, oh man. Oh. Forward pass, but we'll let it go. <laughs> Oh, the fan. Mate, I thought that was supposed to be hiding Berrigan on the edge. 
<laughs> it's still so good every time. We always finished uh, man mean that one, didn't we? The funny, oh. It's beautiful. That, um, this is what always... They're rapping Willie Mason for getting back there being making the try-saving attempt. If he actually sprinted the whole way, he would have made the tackle. He jogged for most of that. He did. And how good's mate? And Hodges is pumping the boys up after it. Oh, man. God, how he kept it in his hand, too. It's one of those tries. If Mason saves that, we probably lose. And I also, I didn't have to live with the rest of my life that Willie Mason made that tackle. <laughs> because you know that's going to get replayed more than the Scott Sattler one. Yeah, it also get replayed more than this bloody try does, because it happened to us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's amazing. That is just one of the all-time tries. It is. Replay the whole try, though. Just replaying the end when Berrigan's putting it down. I mean, Hodges beat, like, four blokes. <laughs> they should replay the whole thing. That was just the beginning. Yeah, no. Come on. I've always thought Hodges' pass was forward, though. It doesn't look great. Yeah, so have I. And it's not even a very good pass, is it? He, like, throws it at his knees. Berrigan does well the whole way through him there. I'm going to have two miraculous runs. It's all that extra energy from hiding on the wings. That is, mate. Is... But it's like it's two massive runs. Like Hodges is a great one. Berrigan, like I feel like people think this he hit space, he should score, but he outruns like half the Bulldogs team <laughs> for pace. live at Aussie Stadium waiting for the kick at goal to convert the second try of the night for Brisbane and for Sean Berrigan. Yeah, I'm not really sure what they replay that. You know. Well, they were doing that. That was that, the ad break there. And finished by right. Berrigan. Career best last week for Corey Parker. Eight from eight. This is his first tonight. Hits it, hits it That's how you know we're on fire. We're going to win. <laughs> Parker kicking goals. <laughs> Here we go. And a great tactical move at half time by Wayne Bennett, Carmichael Hunt to the wing, Justin Hodges to fullback. And have a look at the Hodges. Three, four, five. Oh, it's not as forward on that view because he's moving backwards. But this is a fucking like he stops running for Christ's sake and he still outpaces that athlete Hazem El Masri. <laughs> Mason's got more pace than Hazem. I mean, again, any other actual winger, not Hazem, probably stops Berrigan in there, a bit of pace. And they keep rapping Mason. Shut up. <laughs> Watch, like, he keeps jogging along because he thinks everyone else is going to make the tackle. It's only right at the end that he, like, actually sprints. It's that classic bullshit Aussie mentality of, of, of being on side again for the fucking underdog, the guy who got stuck in rather than the person who actually achieved something. For fuck's sake. Like, yeah. get behind the try. <laughs> Mate, there's Hodges' breaking tackles, shedding tackles. Not great. Defensive masterclass from Shane Perry there. Yeah. Look, it wasn't the right game for me to wrap him before, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
This ball is loose from Canterbury. It's getting loose oh. and tidy. I forgot this one happened. Yeah. But it's just like terrible, hey. Five meters away from the line. Go on, Shane. That's Shane Perry. Not Perry. They're both short and wide, okay? Now Berrigan goes to the middle. Now it's going to Lockout. Now it's going to Carroll. Carroll will play the ball. Plays it close to the line. Berrigan to Lockout. Here we go. And Carlos in. Pushing up Hazem on Masri again. The great running at Hazem. It's working. I know. It's a great strategy. Point scoring fraud. Mate, commentators are going quiet, haven't they? They're not enjoying this as much. <laughs> it's not as fun when you can't just be dumping on the Broncos. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah you know, it'd be m- much more fun if we just, you know, if the Bulldogs just won this game, wouldn't it? Welcome back live to Aussie Stadium, which is... Uh, a den of excitement at the moment. Euphoria for the Brisbane fans. Two tries almost back to back. Right. This so one off a Canterbury mistake. Well, Matty Johns there. mentioned State of Origin number <laughs> three. That looked like it all over again. I thought Corey Perfect Parker should have just been the years back. But in the same set of six, keeping the football alive. Dane Carlaw does a great job here. They've got him covered. Three Bulldog defenders. But he swivels around and gets the ball back on the inside. Sometimes half-time can be the best thing to happen to a football team, or the worst. It's been the worst for the Blue Mate, great commentary from my mate. Corey Parker with the attempt to convert, to bring it back to a two-point ball game. Well, he knows this kick. He does know this kick. You're absolutely right. Eight from eight last week. Well, he looks funny with not grey hair, eh? 25 outs. <laughs> He does. He looks even funnier yeah, when he's he bald, look, mate. He's, Who ever he looks weird when he's bald. Like, who told him that was a good idea? Yeah. I don't know who told him it was a good idea. Very good. They always annoy me when a ball could be going dead and they just don't let it. Yeah. Like, I've played in TRL teams that we've sorted that out. You stand on the dead ball line and move forward to it. Like, it's, it's not hard. Yeah. They're out on their feet mentally, thanks Gus. Uh, he's just he's 
the real Mensa type, isn't he, old Gus? Yeah. So I've actually found some of the stats for this game. I knew I could find them. I've got them. So the great David Stagg defending in the middle made 44 tackles. Machines. <laughs> Sean Berrigan, 17 tackles. But I love it because this is the era like people didn't really pay much attention to stats. But people would have been loving David Sag and Supercoach, those oh, flops. Mate, playing in the centres, defending in the middle. <laughs> Scoring the odd try, making 50 tackles a game. He would have been people's captain. <laughs> he would have, they would have loved him. Mate, he had eight runs for 45 metres in this game. He got folded every time he carried it. That's prime Supercoach material right there. <laughs> it is. God. Hodges, 184 metres, the most in the game, no surprise. Mate, Hazemel Masley, 57 metres, what a yardage winger. <laughs> Fraud. Yeah. He'd be, like I said, a player, if, if, if he was around right now, whenever I rates players off supercoaches scores, Hazemel would not have been as rated as he was. Stags. It's a solid two metres. Boy, fresh Sammy Thiday. That. Oh my god! Yeah. There's so much less shape to the um, attack. The hey, there's so much more this period of the forwards just standing around a bit. Yeah. Like they stand around behind the ruck and they'll be like the edge will be set up or whatever. But the forwards will just a few of them will stand behind the ruck. Whereas now you've got to be out there running blocks and running decoys yeah. as, a, as a prop. Now that every standing. person on the field is running a line or you know active. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously on the early tackles, they still stand around now at t- tackle one, two, three, whatever. But that was like tackle four there. We spread the ball and like all the forwards are just standing and watching it. <laughs> and that's again like another thing what we were just saying, like today's players, if you went back 15 years, it, just imagine if you had like a team now, like the Roosters, and they're running, every single person's running a different line against some of these defences. Yeah. Like, Murdered them. I mean, you see similar when like... Um, when like we went over and played the World Cup Challenge games recently and the Roosters and that and those English teams just aren't used to like defending the same way and defending that many people running that many lines and yeah. he just rolls tries through them yeah, I love how casual Hodges is at fullback it was just an easy catch for him <laughs> just grab the bomb whatever Oh man, but yeah, like, that's what you say. It's like I even watched again. I watched some more of that 2010 league race the last couple of days, and is it so often like of a one good line run by a back rower, like a Gareth Ellis hard line run? It's like the centre and the winger will charge in, and the whole team will like panic when it's one good line run, <laughs> you know? And that's only like ten years ago. Oh, that's a bad kick, Lockie. <laughs> but yeah, it's just that era, like, you know, 
everyone now, if you're not a good hole runner, it stands out. You know, it's a thing I said about Tyson Brazil, you're not a great hole runner, you can't get away with that. It's like if we look at this Bulldogs back row, and they're great players, but none of them are good hole runners, like Andrew Ryan, Willie Mason, or Sonny Bill. It didn't matter so much. No, well, they were more for like. Well, Sonny Bill's obviously known for his offloads and that, and Willie Mason. And a, and a good ball carrier. Yeah. You know, they both run over people. Selfish, buddy. That selfish, hey, from Sonny Bill. Oh, good work, Haslam. Good run. <laughs> Stay down, Sonny Bill. Yeah, Amelia's still, his passing game's opening up, isn't it? Yeah. Jeez, that, that was actually not a bad set from, from the Bulldogs. It was like, I don't remember the part when they stabilised in this half, but they stabilised a bit there. There was a hit over the top there from Petro 7-7. I wonder Williams stayed down. You just get the feeling the Broncos are going to have to make a yeah. mistake to lose this. The Bulldogs are struggling. They look a little bit of a rabble. Make a mistake to lose this. By the way, Sunny Builder has seven offloads in this game. That, that's a lot of offloads. Yeah, that's a few. If they don't make mistakes, they'll win. Sunny Building the chin. The video represents the it's on report, okay? Mate, thanks from Gus, by the way. If you don't make mistakes, you'll win. <laughs> Always a great man, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's like two steps away from saying if you score more tries than the opposition, or score more points than the opposition, you'll win games. Like, yeah. If you just play perfect, yeah. you'll win. I think they completed at 89% last weekend. Mate, there's Freshman Hannon on as well. Young polar bear. He ran a line, by the way. He ran a decoy. That was fresh. <laughs> Pedro played the grand final, though, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He's fine. There's a good run from Shane. <laughs> I think you've got to try to use one of those stupid ones for the uh, Dan Carlo try too, I think, old Shane. <laughs> oh, not a great that plays That plays will be working this game, hey. There have been three times now he's tried to get early ball to Tate, which I like early ball to Tate, but three times they've not been on the same page, huh? I mean, not a great ball, but you should catch that. Yeah. But they're the sort of things. Now look at Andrew Roy and say, lift, boys, lift. We've got the mistake we wanted. And that's what the Bulldogs are relying on. The Broncos actually self-destructing. And there we go. See, now, Gus, if we make mistakes, you're not perfect. And then the other team will win. Is that it? <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe this guy's made a career out of, like, saying that stuff. People think he's great. Still. Sean Berrigan, get out of dummy half. We create. He's starting to be more of a moving dummy half. To me, that signals that the Bulldogs are losing control of the ruck. But unfortunately, like Gus said, at the moment, Lockyer and Perry are finessing the ball sideways. They've got to play straight. So Matt Utah in a real battle there. I didn't know whether he's trying to pass the ball or appealing to the referee to let him play the ball. It is Williams who plays it now, 30 away <laughs> from his hit. own line. And 
<laughs> Mate, bit of Casey Maguire laying the smack down. <laughs> <laughs> mate, Hodges wants those kicks all day, mate. He wants them there. That's his favourite spot. <laughs> God, that's a good kick return. How does he wall off like 25 metres from a kick he was nowhere near the wrong knee for? <laughs> Hodges is always one of those people, too. He, he never looks like he's running fast, but... Ever. He's, I don't think I've ever seen him get chased down either. Like, he just... He's deceptively quick. He's got that full-field origin try he scores. It looks like he's just walking in, in sludge, but no one catches up to him. Yeah, here we go. Darius. That's one of Rabs' favourite names from Darius' debut. Darius Boyd. He's always loved that name. But that try, so when Hannett came on and he hit and spin early, I thought that was that try coming. I had a little bits in my head, but Hannett's involved in this with a spin. But uh, unfortunately, this is one of the ones that uh, Gus was right on. Going through hands rather than spreading it early was where, how we created the space there. I mean, throw enough darts, one will stick. Exactly. <laughs> Broken clocks and all that. Yeah, but yeah, nice little try. You can hear Petro then, I think, by the way, saying, stop going sideways to sideways, keep it up the guts as well. There it is, a nice spin from Hannon, and that was it, created the numbers. Yeah, it's a nice try. Yeah. As a young fellow, I totally overrated Ben Hannon by the same way Pete Bedell rates players. Well, he kind of looks like Shane Webke. He's fat and blonde. <laughs> He's going to be great. <laughs> Uh, but I was a I was a teenage child. I had an excuse, Bedell. It wasn't it wasn't your professional career. <laughs> it wasn't. But he's still doing it. Do you reckon he knows it's a meme at this point? He definitely knows it's a meme, and he keeps doing it. He has to. But like, because it gets clicks, but like because it's the meme, people are like I can't believe he's done it again, and they'll click his. Oh, that's terrible, Corey. That's Corey. That's the Corey Parker. I know the easy ones there. Those are the troubling ones for him. It's, it's never like the easy, easy ones he misses. Like, no one misses those. But it's like the 10 metres to the side of the post ones. Yeah. Short pass to Lockyer. Lockyer runs to a hole. Short pass on the outside. He'll run to another hole. Short pass on the outside. That's the way to... Yeah, see, so Gus is loving himself. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's right up on that now. It's a great effort from Tate, though. He was always good at that kind of pass, hey? Like, the kind of the offload back on the inside. Like, yeah, I don't know. Not a, not a particularly great skill to mention, but he was always good at that at, at speed. Like, Patton should have had him. But a good pass to Dubs. Brad Thorne has tackled 25 metres out from his own line. 22 to 20. Brisbane over the ball. That's a goal that mattered too, fucking Corey. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, we're sitting here relaxed and comfortable, but, like, we're only up by two at this point. Relax because we know the bloody score, but that's a, yeah, yeah, that's a goal like, that mattered. When the game's live, like, yeah, you're only up yeah. by two points now. Yeah. Mate, Hannon's had a stint. This is, I can, now I know why I loved him when he was young. He's had a good stint. Nice quick play the ball. Yeah. 
still quite yeah, well. We haven't, we haven't kicked very well in this game, have we? Like downfield. No, most of the kicks have found a, you know, a, a opposition player on the fall. Yeah. But God, our line speed's much better in this half. That's the big difference, hey? Like our line speed's been great. Just everything is just like 20% better this half. Yeah. But we're just getting up fast and throwing numbers into tackles. Like in the first half, they had so much time on the ball. All their tries, they scored off a nice quick play of the ball, but they're not happening now. Good. Wayne should have just like paid Willie Mason every week to wear the relevant opposition jersey and just like shout obscenities at the Broncos walking in at halftime. Go yourself, Hodges. Yeah, you know, you're not passing there. We all know you're not passing from there. It doesn't matter. There's 10 metres. It doesn't matter. He always looks like he's going to pass it, though. Yeah, God, look how narrow it is, hey, the pack just standing around there. This doesn't happen like that anymore. The big fella's on report. It looked a little bit, how's your father? And he'll have some questions to answer, I guess, as Berrigan goes back for Stag. And Stag, who's done a tremendous job for his coach, playing out in the centres. He just really is a tackling machine. He's Shane Perry gone off. Yeah, I don't know, because that was Maguire made that kick. What Stag does say well, Ray, is covers to Sean Berrigan. When they've got the defence, he moves into the middle of the ruck and plays as a forward. As Emilio goes centre field. All about possession now for the next 25 minutes. El Masri for Sherwin. Sherwin to Ryan. Ryan decides to go himself. Yeah. Players on his outside with room to move. Here's O'Mealy. 15 minutes. That's how quick it's going. Here's Utah with a run over the top of uh, Darius Boyd. Tackled by Brent Tate. They're 11 metres, 12 metres, 15 metres into Brisbane Territory. Sherwin it's always funny to going back like... That tackle back a minute ago would have been a penalty today. Probably yeah. even that one there would be a penalty if it's <laughs> yeah, going down yeah. the rock. But, yeah, you go back 15 years and it's a lot slower play. The balls are allowed. Oh, that was a good take. There's the step. He finds a little bit of space. And it's tackled 20 metres out from his own line. That's why he was named the Australian fullback early this season. That is a great take. It's the kind of kick you almost want to allow the opposition to catch and claim them straight away. But he took on the responsibility and he defused a very dangerous situation. Ben Hannon is with the ball. 31 metres away. This is the take. This is the take. He didn't care about the defenders. He didn't care about his personal safety. He just left those eyes fixed on the ball. Webke's back, right? Webke's back into the action. Oh, I remember yeah, this one. that's it. It's back to the try that he created. That's yeah, great piece of play there from Lockie. A, a trademark Lockyer step. Especially when you when you try and come up and shut him down, that was f- bloody champagne, Lockie. Has scored more against Canterbury than any other club. What a player, Darren Lockyer. When you're in trouble, you look for the man in the six jersey. And more often than not, he'll play a key role in getting you out. He's just put a simple stepping play on one defender here, coming up. Off the right foot, straightens up, gets rid of Andrew Ryan. I think he stepped inside Nate Miles, a Queensland teammate. 
Tony Carroll juggled, did well to hang on to it. And also to keep his Man, look at the bodyguard doing his job, setting up tries. <laughs> That's it, he's caught old Nate Miles. Yeah, he's caught Nate. Great step, hey. Well, full marks to Wayne Bennett. I said it hold in half time. The Broncos were still in this. If the coach could just admit that what they were doing was wrong and revert to short passes and coming back up the middle of the field. Well, the second half, that's exactly what they've done. They've attacked around the play-the-ball area. More dummy half running, more turning it inside. Lockie is oh, taking the line on. Try. Berrigan's taking the line on. They're hitting holes on the edges of the ruck with short passes instead of the long passes, and they have run the Bulldogs into submission. And in slower motion there, that catch from Tony Carroll was even more impressive. At speed. Right out in front of him, Darren Lockyer. Cut over the eye. Ivan Hinjack, assistant coach from Brisbane, coming in. And Corey Parker hated his last attempt. His first two were remarkable from the sideline. And this is to put his side more than a converted try in front. It is a huge kick in the context of this game. Locke is going the try. Carroll. Two grand finals under his belt. Playing a major part. Corey Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, Rav's giving credit. No, that's his. That's the danger zone for uh, for. Um, and Parker has gone miss miss. Ben Iken sideline. When the Broncos hold the football, they have a great ability to build pressure. When they do start to build pressure, this guy on screen here, Darren Lockyer, gets the chance to weave his magic. We see a short kickoff. Canterbury coming up with it with Sherwin. Brilliant play. Williams, a quick pickup. They're trailing by the uh, six-point margin, 26 to 20. One scoreboard had 28 to 20 up. He gave Parker the kick at goal. That scoreboard attended at the other end. 12 out. It's come away with Emilio. Emilio, three metres. God damn. And he hit a chant too here, hey? El Masri pumps it away to the left. It goes out to O'Mealy. O'Mealy gets it on. It's out to Nate Miles. He's hit there by Carroll and put away. 12 metres from the line, from the centre of the ground. Hughes goes away to Roberts to pass to Matua. And Matua is a few metres from the line on five. Canterbury. Have they got some chance out wide? There's a ball popped down. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, they get the ball back here, do they? It'll be six again. Oh my god. Time. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be allowed the ball back. Oh, what they've yeah, called not played at. Didn't deserve. Didn't deserve to be played at. Oh my god. And yeah, I do think Shane Perry's gone off, and Maguire's playing seven here. But um, mate. Oh my god. From Utah. Utah kicked it back thirty meters, or ten meters out from their line, and they get the ball back forty out from their line. Down six oh. with ten to go in a, in a prelim. How is that not on anybody? Is a good run from Shane. How's that not on bloody anybody like Ben Hunt reels? Yeah, that's worse than anything Ben Hunt's done. Uh. Ray Darren Lockyer has kicked three field goals this year, and they are easier to kick eight minutes out than 80 seconds out. Maguire, short ball for Thorne. Thorne thinking about a round-the-corner pass for Parker. Played back Berrigan. Berrigan goes behind Hunt. It goes on to Lockyer. He, he shuffles. Go oh, on, Tony. He's had a better second half. He was he was average in the first. Field goal. No. 
Yes. Now, there's one thing I'm not quite sure about here, though. Yeah. Gus was telling me those long passes to Brent Tate don't work. They don't work. Other than they work, but yeah, mate, Lockyer again, like, he, he, he wasn't having the best game either, as we know earlier. A couple of long passes that did make mistakes, but, man, how good's he been the last 15-odd minutes? That's another, like, again, last tackle, and the running option was always dangerous to Lockyer. His whole career, right to 2011, it was dangerous. That's just, too, like, why people rate Lockyer as being, like, the most clutch, is you got this game, and when it's needed, he's stepped up and he's had this performance. Like, that try he scored... With that step and then the run and then that one there that he's done on the last and it's just he always had the answer when he needed it. And now that man Darren Lockyer has inspired one of the great second half comebacks we've ever seen in finals football. Thought about the one point, changed the point of attack. Now he finds Brent Tate and Brent Tate says, "Easy, I've got to catch this one. I put a few down." Now he straightens up. He's a powerful runner, this man. Plenty of determination, and that's a fair try. He eases his way into the end goal, and the Broncos are yes, going Gus. to the grand. And one thing Gus does admit, and Gus did tweet it last week, that Gary Lockyer is the most clutch player of all time. He knows it. There he is, he's a super, super big, <laughs> terrible hair, tie from Lowe's, shirt from Lowe's. <laughs> I, I, I reckon it sounds like he's just learned the word finesse this week too, is, also the amount he's, he's been using it. Yeah, they call that look Cessnock chic, that look there. <laughs> You got the whole piece, everything, and the shoes, and the hair for ninety nine bucks down at Lowe's. Got a voucher for the uh, Just Cuts next door. <laughs> and there he is. No, you're absolutely right. And the easiest kicks that he's had are the ones that he's missed. This one is ten in from touch. Well, he's pushed them both to the left of the post. You'd think that he'd compensate for that. Thirty to twenty. And being at that stadium would have been the best after the first half. Yeah. Come back. The Bulldogs coach Steve Folks, I think would love to have his half time over again. I don't know what's going on in the Bulldogs room, but I think he would love to have it all over again. It's very hard having a big lead at half time in a finals match because there's a few ways you can play it. If you got if you're behind on the scoreboard, you've only got one job, get yourself back into the game. The team in front, well, they just didn't come out of the blocks hard enough and invited the Broncos back into it. Well, this for the record, if they win, and there are still seven minutes remaining, the difference is 12 points, will be the third biggest comeback in finals history if the scoreboard stays the way it is. Third biggest comeback ever. Newcastle, Parramatta, 97. Down now, Webke's running at the 120. flat track and back yeah. into this game. <laughs> Parramatta, 98. Wait, that Matt Utah team, I'm definitely cutting that up Brian after this. Smith. Oh my god. <laughs> 10 minutes to go on a prelim. And so, Brisbane have come from 20 to 6 down at the break. They've only, only come from behind twice like one this year to win. Yeah. That's it. That's why it's so funny. They caught the ball back from the short kickoff. They're like, finally, we've got the ball in their territory. You haven't had the ball down here for 20 minutes. Matt, he's <laughs> Oh my god, I'm almost in tears when it happened. I hadn't seen it before, obviously, but like, 
just, oh, just in the context of the game, we're watching it all fully, paying full attention. <laughs> and they've all just moved on from it. We've all just moved on. Yeah, no one's mentioned it. You can tell Twitter didn't exist at this point, and you can tell obviously yeah, yeah. at this point they're not paying attention because they know post-game they do other dumb shows. If that happened now, the commentators would be talking about it and laughing at it too. I would imagine forlorn and downcast at the break. Hodges, he probably started it, didn't he? With that 100-metre try completed by Berrigan. Here is Tate, 35 metres yeah, out. One more goal. try and a field goal to come. Hunt takes it up, under one arm, takes the tackle. They just don't want to give Canterbury the ball until they want to give them the ball. Stagg is with it now. Just simple plays, dummy half runs. One player off the ruck, perhaps. Hannant with the ball, a struggling run. He's come ahead, Ben Hannant. He was a rooster. As Berrigan just winds the clock down and rolls it over the sideline on the eastern side. Oh, that's a lovely feeling. Five minutes left on the clock. You're 12 points in front. You know you've got the game won. You roll it over the sideline. You look at each other and say, how good is this, boys? We're going to the big one. We're going to the grand final. The Bulldogs are going on holidays. We survive. Get him, Gus. <laughs> We're Gus going now. <laughs> always, always love what Gus has had to say. Yeah, it was that comment, and then he's a troll thing. I've always been a big Gus fan. Been to the grand final on five occasions for a perfect record. Mate, what, remember when apparently Sonny Bill was just dancing on uh, Sean Berrigan out wide? <laughs> <laughs> Football is vastly different these days, but the great Shane Webke, he's going to see the grand final, probably through the courtesy of a bloke called Darren Lockyer. 40 metres out from the Brisbane line. I mean, the Broncos' defence this second half has been next level, like... Not just by Bruce, Bulldogs look way more threatening in the and first half. There's just been nothing been really doing, in the second half. Yeah. That is Matua. They haven't looked at anything, anyone near scoring. And Hasim's middle of the field putting bombs up. That's their, <laughs> that's their strategy. This is how they get the game back. Get in there, Hasim, you athlete. Great kick and, chase there, too. Yeah, and 30 metres made by Carmel. The game's not over. They're giving up, though, hey. like You can still score two tries in this time. Yeah, they, they have, they're not trying now, though. They're not, and this is this period, this dog team. Excuse my yawn, but with, with their, their key players, that their four packs that what makes them win, but it's kind of... Oh, Tate. It kind of reminds me of the Broncos team of last year or so. There was no one in key positions to put their hand up in these moments. Yeah, you're just relying on, like, a big roll-on from the forwards and, you know... Yeah. Just and when it's not there, the back of that. and when it's not there, Hazard comes in field and puts a bomb up. And then Matt Utah's kicking as well. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> oh, my God. How, how happy is it, though, are the Bulldogs, though, that they, you know, got rid of Thurston to keep shifty Sherwin? Mate, buried it. And that's where, again, one of those lucky field goals is, like, 40 metres long. But it looks, like, looks easy as piss because it's him. Never looked like missing, eh? A mile of time for Lockyer, did, mate. former Golden Boot winner, and he pilots it over for yet another drop goal. I always love, like, at the end of finals games like this one, where they just bring out then the random stats the about first, people. Like, 
Lockie kicks out the end and they're like, you know, form a golden boot winner. I was like, yeah, I don't don't really get how that's relevant right now. But, you know, let's talk about it. (laughs) That's it, man. Mate, Lockie, he he didn't kick enough. He kicked a lot of field goals in his career, but he didn't kick enough of the insulting ones because he could kick them. He can nail 40 metre ones. The only concern, it's worth noting, we'll show it again after full time. The 57th minute, that high tackle, seven receiver on Sonny Bill on report. Carmichael Hunt will play the ball. 35 away from his own line. Seven receiver with a good run for a man as big as him this late in the game. And down <laughs> the ground goes Parker. Parker comes to Patton. God. Throws him away. <laughs> Mate. Look at that. There is stag breaking tackles. Yeah. There we go. Mate, Bulldogs walking back on side now. They don't give a single fuck. And here it is. Parker on the wing. Corey Parker the ball. on the wing. He's yeah. just been hiding out there on the wing. <laughs> he has been, mate. He's afraid of Sonny Bill, mate. He's also hiding out there. <laughs> the whole team's just hiding on the wings. And of course he doesn't kick it here. <laughs> Corey. Yes, get on your knees, Roy and Sonny. Oh, how good. They've reserved the hiding for the last 40 minutes. Sad, Sonny Bill. You just hate to see it, eh? In their first two encounters, now yes. they lead by 17 points in their final encounter for the year. The Broncos heading for another grand final. Mate, good run from Petro. Simple stuff. I don't know what Corey was doing there, eh? but He just kept running straight. He didn't look either way to pass. He's like, I'm just running this no. to see what happens. <laughs> This is so simple. You know what's wrong with this game, though? Like people, this is one thing. People always like rely. You know, people rely on Andrew Johns's data back here, other data back there, right? Rugby league data from this time. You know that. So in this game, Hodges has that pass, right? He has that pass. Hodges also has the run, and he sets up Berrigan to score, right? So he got a try assist for the Berrigan one. He did not get a try assist for that one, but he got a line break assist for that one. Yeah, I don't really know how you can have a line break assist and not the try assist. That seems like you need one for the other. Yes. But that's, like, this is like, and it's never going to go back and be fixed. This is what the records are. But that's what I always laugh when, like, I'm a stats man myself, anyways, you know. But, like, the other day, you probably saw my dumb argument on Twitter about Andrew Johns or whatever. And he was pulling up old data. And she's, like, just laughing. It's like, mate, it's, it, it was when no one was looking at the stuff. No one gave a shit. It was, like, 18 year old casuals collecting data. <laughs> Nobody cared. So, yeah, things like that happened. It's like, he got a line break assist, but not the try assist. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I really think we need to... I mean, I'm sure there's probably a few years where we've got to go back and... Um, I guess, like, reallocate stats properly at the start. But it, I reckon they should just be, like, NRL era, 98 on, have all that proper. Mm. Before that, who cares? Like, before that era. I but agree. I think you need to... Especially, right now, we're only, like, 20 years removed from it. But say you got another ten and twenty years on the future, and like right now in the in the NFL, they say you know the Super Bowl era, and that's all the stats they they really can and look at, and you know, I think yeah, I especially agree. once we're say forty years away from it, it'll be a much it'll be a lot more common thing to say you know in the NRL era. 
That's it, mate. But yeah, um, I'm with you. I think we've been long enough since the NRL era to start saying NRL era. It's been 20 or 22, 23 years now. It wasn't like, like, I get why 15 years ago we didn't do that, but it's been long enough. But um, anyway, that's that rant for another time. <laughs> but that was good. I enjoyed watching that again. I don't know, you guys tell us if you enjoyed it. I don't know if you watched along or whatever, but man, I enjoyed watching it again. Obviously, knowing the result does take some wind out of it. But there's some things you watch, you sit back and you watch those games. And I've seen, probably seen those tries too often. I know all of them. But that Matt Utah thing has made my night. <laughs> like, like, the the locking try, I've seen a fair bit. I've, I didn't realise it was from this game. Like, that's some of the stuff I've seen. Like, you've seen the tries, but you, you don't realise they're all from this one game. So, um, Yeah, well, a lot of these games back then have been kind of wiped off YouTube, which they did all exist there for a while. So you do miss some of the... Like, if you look two years ago, you might have had the highlights of this game. Luckily, the whole game's there again now. But yeah, those highlights probably been wiped for a while, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yep. Righto. Um, I don't know if we want to mention maybe what one we might want to. I guess watch that's next it. Or... Yeah. Well, I don't know. Would you, I was just thinking, having chat, do we want to watch the 2006 grand final right after it? Because kind of kind of makes sense, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, we might watch the grand final next. Why not? And we can just you know enjoy all the good calls we're that's getting it. against the storm because it's not happened since. And and I'm trying to source the the vision from us putting 71 on the nights. Because <laughs> like, why not? I mean, if we're talking about Knights games, I'd also take that John's last game, or the fifty-three nil would be nice too. Yeah, any of those would be nice. I, I have got that one of a fifty-three nil. I have got that one, so we can do that. But uh, if I could get, I'm really trying to find the seventy-one because, like, I know that's stupid, but God, isn't that just fun? I, I, would, I would enjoy <laughs> watching a try every five minutes. So it was it was only twenty five six at half time. You know how good that second half's going to be. We let three people we let three people kick goals in that game. Was say, that was going to be my question, man. A disrespectful field goal up seventy would have been would have been the, the go. <laughs> That's it. Like, so we have to we have to watch that game. We have to find it. I don't know how I'm going to find it. That's one of my new missions. But yeah, anyway, yeah, um, I reckon. Yeah, that was. Let us know if you any games you want us to watch. But yeah, I think grand final sounds good for the next one. So yeah, righto. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's it. Well, that, that, thanks for our listening, guys, and we'll, we'll catch you soon. Alright, see ya.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 